Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. This show is always all over the place, but I I really do um, want to say thank you to everyone who's phoned in so far tonight because, I mean, it's been... We talk about clunky gear changes, but, I mean, I've... uh, I don't know where, we've been all over the shop and I like it that way. So if you want to give me a shout, 0344 499 We've got Maureen, we've got Ollie, we've got Nigel. Let's go Maureen because I think you've been waiting the longest. Hello Maureen. Hello Kath, how are you? I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for Hi. hanging on. That's, that's fine, I like listening to you. I listen to you, I don't phone up, you're in Ian, <laughs> but I phoned you up last year when um, you was doing the show by yourself and you had an American lady with you. Oh yeah. And somebody rang up to ask if he was allowed to sing. Yes. And he sang, and then you got people to ring in if we liked him singing. <laughs> and I rang in because I did. Bless you, Maureen. And you said I should ring in because I said he was good and I'm a celebrity. But <laughs> I listen to you, but I don't phone. But right. the reason I'm phoning on. is because, uh, well, it's three things, really. One, when you was talking to Nigel the other night, and he said he had a friend called Brian Gunn. Oh, yeah. And you looked it up and said, is he a Scottish footballer? Well, he was. He was a goalkeeper for Norwich City. Yeah. And he, I, I don't know if he did play for Scotland. I know he's Scottish. And then last night you made me cry when you read that that lady that adopted the little baby. Oh, I know. Wasn't that beautiful? I know. It's really good. And do you know what? That's what I call a good news story. Yeah. So if you do any more, say, this is my good news story for tonight. All right. Good shout, Maureen. No, it was good. And you're really good. And... Well, I'm going to talk. I don't know if you like football. Do you like football? Not really, but go on. I, oh, I, I, I like know, hearing I people football. talk about I stuff they like. I play football. You did? Yeah. Brilliant. I started playing football when I was three, but I went blind when I was, well, coming up to 25. Right. And um, But I follow football, and I'll be a football correspondent on another radio station. But I'm promoting women's football. Good. Because England women won the... Um, well, won the bronze medal in the 2015 World Cup yeah. in Canada. And we never got that far before. And um, we're actually in the World Cup in June. Right. And we just put, well, we lost our match. We we've got four friendlies. It's called On the Road to France, because that's where the World Cup's held this year. And um, we played Canada tonight and we lost 1-0. But we have we did beat them in the quarterfinals in 2015 in the World Cup and it was played in Canada, so we have beaten before. So it's only a friendly, so it don't matter. And we've got another friendly on Tuesday. We're playing Spain, but women's football has um, from next season has going to have a sponsor. Oh right. 
for the first time. And it's Barclays who used to sponsor the men's football. Yep. And they're sponsoring them for three years. So the prize money is going to get half a million pounds. But they've also gone into schools where boys get football put on the curricula, curriculum. Yep. Um, the girls are going to have it put on so they can play. Well, so it, more girls will play football. Here's the thing. My seven-year-old has decided she doesn't want to do dancing after school uh, next term. She wants to do football. Now, I'll tell you what. Let her do football I'm because... Gonna. The women get paid. I mean, a lot of English players now, there's... Um, Tony Duggan used to play for Liverpool. Then Man City got a team in 2014, so she joined Man City. Because she, worked, she was being substitute all the time, she got fed up with it. She plays in Barcelona now. She, she plays for Barcelona. And Lucy Bronze played for Manchester City. She left there... Um, place for Leon, who's won the champ- Women's Champions League three years in a row, like Real Madrid, the men have. And because of that, she um, Man City played them in the semi-final last year, and it was her that scored the goal against their old club and got them into the final. But the funny thing is, Chelsea women, we're called women now, we used to be called Chelsea ladies, they've changed it. Yeah. They are they are in the Champions League in two weeks' time. They've got to the semi-final. We got knocked out in the semi-final last year against Wolfsburg. I thought, oh, God, we're playing them again. But we're not. We're playing Leon. But that's worse because they've won the Champions League three years in a row. And we've got to play them in two weeks' time in the semi-final. But Chelsea need to actually win it because we haven't qualified for next season because after all Manchester City have. But it's, re- it's really good. I love women's football. It's on. T- oh, I was listening to it on telly, but it's really good. I love football. I played it since I was three, and I just found a football medal. Well, I've had it ages, but I found it what I won when I could see. So it's really good. I, and I love women's football, but it is good. But when I played, it didn't get on the telly and radio like it does now. But it's it's um on the it's I mean we had we had the Euros in 2017 in Holland. Or Netherlands, and um, we we didn't win. We got we got to the semi final, but the Netherlands beat us three 0 But I was in America at the time. But my brother-in-law taped them all for me, so I could listen to them when I came home. Mm-hmm. So it was good, and we beat France. But that's the well, we beat them twice, but we um. We beat them twice, but we've never beaten them. The first time we beat them, and that's the first time we beat them in 43 years, France. People don't think women's football's been going that long, but it has. Yeah. Because it's, it, was, um, it was started in the First World War. When the men went to war, they set up football teams. And um, I think it was 1921, the, the women had a game at um, Everton's ground, Goodison Park, and there were 73,000 people watching them. And because of that, uh, the FA banned women for playing football on pitches owned by the FA. And that ban was in place for 50 years. Blimey. Why? Because we're going to mess it up with our high heels? (laughs) No, I don't wear high heels. They wear (laughs) lovely shirts. I mean, England just, I don't know. I think we was wearing all white tonight and Canada was wearing all red, but. But it is good. But I mean, Tony. I mean, Tony Duggan plays for Barcelona. He said on the television tonight, she played against Atletico Madrid, yeah. and they had sixty thousand people watching them. Blimey! And they had. I think the biggest crowd we've had over here was for the 
women's FA Cup final last season, which Chelsea won. We won the league as well. Right. And um, at Wem- it's played at Wembley now. It wasn't before, but, it, but this is the fourth. Well, this year will be the fifth year it's played at Wembley. But it, uh, they had 45,000 fans watching them mm-hmm. at Wembley. And people, and that's how I think. I forgot I forgot how many. I think they said tonight for watching England was, um, I think they said there was over 5,000 people there. Blimey. So it's good. So women's football is popular. And to get it on the telly and radio, and which is good. Because when I played, we never... We, and it's all it's all promoted. Have you heard of Wilfred Sahar that plays for Crystal Palace? I haven't. No. Well. Wilfred oh yeah, hang Sahar on. Yes, I have. Yeah, Saha, Yeah. Yeah. Well, he plays for Crystal Palace, and um, because the women have gone professional now, and they all have to apply for licenses. So there used to be ten teams in Women's Super League One and ten teams in Women's Super League Two. Right. But now there's eleven. But some of the one of the some of the teams that was in their league haven't even been given a licence. Like, the second tier now is called the Championship, like the men. Yeah. And Doncaster Bells won that when it was Women's Super League 2, but they haven't even been given a licence, and they're one of the oldest clubs. I mean, this is all fascinating stuff, Maureen. I want you to just tell me whether it's worth making sure that this seven-year-old of mine becomes a fantastic women's footballer yeah, yeah, because she's yeah, going to keep me forever. Yeah, professional. Tell them, where do you live? You need to sign for Chelsea. Uh, no, anyway, no, anyway, it's good because West Ham and Chelsea women are in the FA Cup semi final. Right. It? So, now you should let her play football because they can go. I mean, Eddie Aluko used to play for Chelsea. She plays in, um, for Juventus now, but it's back with I want her at Chelsea. Brilliant. And she's lost her England career because of Silly Man. Right. It was a manager before. Do you know who's the England manager now? Who, who's that? Phil Neville. I did know that, actually, yeah. Yeah, he and we actually won a tournament. We came third in the 2015 World Cup, and we just played in America. It's only a four-team tournament. It's called the She Believes Cup. And we. it was, um, last year it was America, England, France and Germany. And this year it was America, because it's held in America. It's America, England, Brazil and Japan. Right. And we beat Brazil 2-1. OK. We, we drew 2-2 with America, but we beat Japan 3-0. So we won the She Believes Cup. Wow, OK. For the World Cup, so we can go. And Japan are in our group in the World Cup. Yep. And Scotland, but they've never been to a World Cup before. Oh, right, OK. Well, that's a so, bit like the men's team, isn't it? I, I don't know. Oh, Maureen... yeah, yeah, but you should. You watch our telly. You should watch the women and go, go on, you England lionesses. <laughs> what they're called yeah. England Lionesses so we've got the men in the Nations League semi-final right and we're uh, qualifying for the 2020 Euros we've won our first two games but because we're in the semi-final of the Nations League because they set that up because everyone was fed up with friendly so they started this Nations League mm-hmm. and we won the group because we could have got relegated if we lost Okay, but we won it so in June we're playing the Netherlands in the semi-final, and if we get to the final, it's, and the other semi-finals between Portugal and Switzerland, so if we get to the final and win, we're going to win a trophy. That's the first trophy we've won since 1966, the senior England team. Hooray! Right, I've got, I've got to go, Maureen, but that... Well done, I mean... Catherine. I think you're very good. Thank you. I mean, she rings once a year, but she gets the whole year's conversation in, doesn't she? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm just going to have a little rest.
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. I am Catherine Boyle, and you could be on the radio in the next hour. We've got Ollie. We've got Simon. Where are you? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey Ollie. Hi Catherine. I'm so sorry to keep you waiting. You've been on there for what nearly an hour. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your persistence. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. What you got? Um. You were talking about Amsterdam the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been to Amsterdam and I went to the red light district. Oh, Ollie. I went with my wife. Okay, whatever floats your boat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had an argument the whole trip. We didn't go for the red light district, believe it or not. Okay, you tell yourself that. Yeah. But um, it was like, if it, was it ethical or not to go? And I was like, sure, it is ethical. And she was like, that it's definitely not ethical to go. Hmm. And I kind of dragged her along. Because I wanted to see what it was all about, because yeah. I've heard about it. I wasn't to, like, pervert people. No, and you weren't going to make a transaction or anything? No. Um, here's the thing when I was younger I I had a lot of fixed ideas about things I knew nothing about now I'm older I actually know sex workers I know a couple of sex workers and and everyone's situation is different but I also know that they're not all victims Yeah. and in a lot of cases sex work is work right so if if the women are not being exploited and I would suggest that the more visible you are, the more difficult it is to do that. Then what's the problem? Yeah, because like I was like, well, look at all the like I looked it up and I said, look at these sex workers saying, hey, they're okay with it, and that it's actually empowering them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she had read this book where somebody was actually like sex traffic right. from England to Amsterdam. So it kind of got a bit wobbly about yeah. what was, and I think it's just that's how it is, isn't it? Like you're going to get people that are affected in a negative way, no matter what. Yeah. But that's. But I that's know, that's kind of feels, why you need regulation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but if they're not getting enough or not, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know really enough about the the system in Amsterdam, but I was under the impression yeah. that it was properly regulated and these places were checked and the women's welfare was looked after but i'm sure that yeah. you know beyond the um, red light district there'll be women who are not as safe and maybe not in that situation yeah yeah it was a weird experience though because it was like this like a, like a zoo almost because it was yeah. like seeing women 
like half naked through a glass. Yeah. And like, I imagine it's like Babe Station after about six o'clock. <laughs> and just like, but just you were just like it because it wasn't just in that street. Sometimes they're just like peppered all over the city. Oh really? So I would just like look 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 at the nice architecture, and then there's an old lady with her boobs out, <laughs> uh, like hanging out the window. What the boobs were out hanging out the window, or the old lady was? But uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Advertising. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got a poster. So, you use what you've got. Yeah. So it's it's a weird it's a weird place. Yeah. I, and I we we went to like the sex museum, and that was even more strange because you were going round in a very cramped room with like like in a crowd looking at like seventies porno. Oh, is that what there is in there? I just imagined it was like knobs, knobs, knobs. Yeah, it was. All I can remember was like <laughs> antique porn, then like seventies porn, and then saying what well, H genre was of porn. Right. Okay. So it goes ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, natural. Let's just say. And then extreme kink, oh like like golden shower stuff. <laughs> Well, I don't know like, if that's extreme kink out. anymore because there are people that oh, do worse than that, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying nothing shocks me anymore. It's that whole thing of if you can imagine it, someone gets off on it. There are people. Yeah. There are people who would love a sniff of my shoe. I've had offers, <laughs> Ollie, for pairs of my pants. I mean, God, oh, no. if they're very, very unlucky, I'll send them. They'll know about it. <laughs> Yeah, you probably... the okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll be delivered by a postie in a hazmat suit. <laughs> but you know, you know, women have, do it for various reasons, right? And some of it is survival. And I think if a woman's in a desperate situation, they don't make great choices. But if there is a woman who is making the decision and they are safe, mm. I think it's uh, it's going to happen anyway. I'd rather they were safe. And 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 therefore, I'd rather they were known about, and therefore, I would rather they didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to hide it, you know, and um, put themselves at extreme risk. Definitely, I I was a bit. Um... And that goes for men as well. Of course, there are the male escorts too. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe it was going to be like all diverse, and there would be different like genders and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was just women with boobs. <laughs> like it was just general, you were in the boob department there was no yeah. other <laughs> there was no gun show no oh maybe yeah. maybe there is you just don't know where it is it's just kept I, under wraps yeah I thought I don't know I don't know but yeah I don't, I don't know what the history is and what what's okay and what's not okay let's have a look there. let's have a look because this is something this is research okay in the name of research yeah. let's have a look so Amsterdam. That 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 idea though that they're going to restrict the tours to stop the tourists going down there is not going to happen. Mm. The tourists will just go down there by themselves. And I do tend to think that if the yeah. the um, pros are saying that they would rather the tours carried on, then you should listen to them. Right, let's have a look. Uh, red light history. Yeah, because I I wouldn't mind to have gone to tour just the, like the history of it. Yeah, but, um, of course, from an educational yeah. point of view. Yeah. 
But like, it is definitely the most crowded place, I think. I don't know if it's just because the alleyways are so small. That's also because we're all big kids, you know, prurient. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Short history of the red light district. Uh, prostitution in Amsterdam is nearly as old as the city itself. As early as the 15th century and possibly earlier, you can bet earlier. The first prostitutes arrived to earn a living in the harbour of Amsterdam. The red light district is still located in the oldest part of the city. The women initially plied their trade in the streets. In the 60s, the police made it illegal to solicit from doorways. Sitting behind the window was tolerated if the curtains were almost closed. By burning a red light behind the gap in the curtains, it was clear to men that they could come here for a prostitute. Today, it's allowed to keep the curtains open, but the red lights are still used. As a result, the evening hours are the best time to visit. The red light district then comes to life and clearly shows where its name originated. Um, code of conduct. The day. Yeah, code of conduct. Walking through the red light district is safe. Countless police officers patrol the area to keep an eye on things. Even so, as in all crowded locations in big cities, there are pickpockets. Keep a close eye on your personal belongings. Uh, taking pictures. Yeah, I imagine taking pictures of the women doing their job is not appreciated. We strongly recommend against it. Uh, if traders accost you on the street to offer bicycles or drugs, I mean, only in Amsterdam. <laughs> Bicycles or drugs, it's better to refuse. Such goods are nearly always illegal or stolen. If caught, the police imposes high fines on both the seller and the buyer. I mean, imagine getting done for um, hiring a bicycle on the street. Um, yeah, well, they were they were like banning the booze bikes. Ah, I've went. seen those. Yeah, because they, apparently they were causing mischief, like loads of people going on booze bikes. Well, I imagine. Oh, I mean, yeah. Can you imagine? Falling off they, the back of those. Are those those ones where you face you? They face you face each other, and you kind of get. And you all pedal. Yeah, like you're all sitting at the yeah. bar. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it looks like a terrible idea. It looks like a good idea when you're sober, and a terrible idea when you're not. Yeah, I had a weed burger, but it didn't have weed in it. It was weird. A weed burger. Uh, yeah. So. But apparently, it didn't have weed in it. Well, apparently, how did you know? Because I didn't get high. <laughs> Maybe you're um, super weed man. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go for the like the the generic. Oh, let's go to Amsterdam for weed or boobs. I went for like the Van, I went to the Van Gogh Museum, mm-hmm. and I I wanted to go into the Anne Frank House, but I couldn't because I didn't book in time. Oh right, you have so to book we, to go in, do you? Yeah, it's not it's not very big, though, I imagine. No, it was like fully booked completely. Is it a good yeah. place to go though, or is it just? It's really you know, nice. I've got yeah. people tweeting saying that uh, what place men go there for only one reason? <laughs> the Van Gogh Museum. Yes, <laughs> they go there to see paintings. <laughs> Your banter rights. <laughs> it's like really pretty and like really nice architects, like awesome architecture. Yeah, we went on like the canal on like a canal tour. I was going to like boat, boat tours when I go on holiday. And it's it's nice for that. It's nice for just like the, the culture of it. But yeah, I didn't do any drugs or sex. No, it's a bit like when I went to Vegas. I didn't really do any gambling. I just like yeah. walking around. But I was done within about three days, to be honest, with Vegas. It, I, I imagine Amsterdam's a bit like that. You, you know, or could you stay there for two weeks? Oh yeah, no, I stayed there, like just a uh, weekend. Yeah, it's a mini break, is yeah. it? Yeah, and we stayed on like a, a little canal boat. Like a Airbnb canal boat thing. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it's a really nice city. Definitely. Thanks very better much, than, Judith Chalmers. Better than Paris. Oh, God. I haven't been to Paris for years. You know, I've got a bit of a thing about it. 
Yeah, now I have too. I got pickpocketed. Oh, man, no. While I was listening to a podcast, they took it while I was listening to it. So... And I was like, why is my podcast stopped? I looked down, it was because I don't have a phone anymore. That is an outrage. Where did that happen? <laughs> As five seconds away from coming home, I was like around the corner from Eurostar, and it just went. And then I had to report it while I was there. I would like to say that I'm not surprised. And I, I'm not surprised. I turned around. I was like, "Where's my phone? Give me my phone." dodge pots. You don't. I don't think you look particularly touristy. Did you? I mean. Totally. We had all our bags. All oh, right, yeah, you look particularly touristy, right? Okay. They were they 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 knew I, what you were doing. I was like, I want justice. <laughs> I called the police. And the police are like, We cannot help you. No, I don't give a toss. No. My experience with the gendarme was they just did not give a monkeys. Did I ever tell you about the story? I had a friend who lived um he used to find his way home by navigating via the lights of the Eiffel Tower. Did I tell you about this okay. guy? Andrew. No. So funny. And we and we didn't get drunk very much there, not in bars, because it was so expensive. But I must admit that, you know, we did have a lot of parties. And um, on one time after a party, he decided that he would take his usual route and, you know, looking for the looking for the lighthouse. <laughs> and he's halfway home and they turned the lights off. <laughs> so he decided to bed down in the street like an idiot. Oh, no. right? and, and was awoken a couple of hours later with a group oh, of gendarmes kicking him. Oh no! Yeah, I so, can imagine. Yeah, yeah, they they were less than gentle, and in my experience, they were some of them were quite creepy. But I think that I'm yeah. hoping things might have changed in Paris since then. But I've not been back since. It hasn't. Well, I've got a grudge now, so I'm going to say oh, bad things about Paris. I know, but it's so beautiful. It was. I, I was. I, I was so in love with that place from being a little kid. We're talking earlier on about my youngest going away at the age of 10. I did the French exchange when I was about 12. And for the next few summers that followed, I would save up and I'd go to Paris on my own. My dad, mum and dad would put me on a plane. Oh, wow. Um, I would get a, um, what do they call it? A chaperone to get me on the plane and meet me at the other side and give me to the next person. So it's not <coughs> as dodgy as it sounds, but actually that's a pretty big deal for a 13 year old. When I look at my 10 year old, yeah, she's a baby. So I used to really, really love it there. And then when I actually finally got to live there, it was just such, such a letdown. Yeah, be- and, and primarily because of the dodgepots, you know. But I remember getting lost yeah. on my way to university and uh, I asked, you ask a policeman, right? They would send me round yeah. just so they could watch me walk by again. Oh, God. Weirdos. Weirdos. Yeah, because you were telling me those sort of horror stories, when I got on the Metro... I was like... You're looking out for bit, the um, perverts. Yeah, the dodgepots, yeah. right? But so you found I them. So I sit down, and this guy's just shouting to himself. He's just going, in French, he's just shouting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just got here, and I've already met a dodgepot. Yeah. But I didn't know on the tube there, you can go on your phone, you get a signal. So you're oh. just on the hands-free. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, that was kind of my experience for for six months, but there was no excuse of a telephone. It was just, it was just yeah. kind of tense and... Um, tense and you had to be on your wits and I made mistakes in the first few weeks that I felt stupid about you know like stopping for people who were collecting for quote unquote charity and then finding them going through your wallet and saying oh no you can give me that because that's a bit more money and being a soft kid basically and then by the end I was a horrible hard person who would never stop for anyone (laughs) because I was just so used to being exploited whenever I showed a little bit of you know a bit of kindness towards someone 
but uh, I, I think I need to go back just so I can get over that. But I've got a nasty feeling it might be reinforced if I do go yeah, back. Yeah, we, we, baby. <laughs> God bless you, Alan. Well, at least you tried. So where's your next mini yeah. break? Beirut. Uh, we want to go. We want to go back to Japan in mm. uh, August. So hopefully, I. Uh, oh, that sounds great. Enough, enough money. Uh, Is it expensive? It was awesome last time. Is it expensive? Really, really, really expensive. It's like, uh, so it's a question if we got enough money or not. Because mm-hmm. we want to go for like three weeks or something like that. If you're going to go, you've got to make it worth it, haven't you? Yeah, because it might be the last time ever. Because it's like such a journey as well. It's like twelve hours on the plane, mm-hmm. and I'm frightened. Played like last time I went, I was just scared the whole time in terror. I did that um, on one of those fold down seats because my sister was crew. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you on the upside, yeah. it cost me 80 quid. Oh my god, that's amazing! Well, well worth it. But we did stay in the <laughs> yeah. Japanese version of Heathrow for the entire time, so oh, but I almost oh. saw Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely go on an adventure there for sure because it is the place to go for an adventure. Yeah, it, it was the closest I've ever been to feeling like a complete alien. You know, I yeah. can't, I can't read anything. I can't, I couldn't even. I went in the supermarket, couldn't work out what I was picking up. You know, yeah. it wasn't even as if I could go and buy a sandwich. I didn't, didn't know how to do it. It was, yeah. but there was a certain amount of. You know, sometimes it's quite thrilling to be that lost. Yeah, well, it's going to be weird because when we go back, we should have a bit of Japanese under our belt. Oh yeah, you've been um, you've been learning, haven't you? Yeah, I'm not as good as my wife is, but I'm trying. Do you practice between each other? I need to. We need to. I need to practice harder, and work harder at it for sure. Because I kind of just go, okay, I'll just pick it up in the lesson. But yeah, I need to do some homework for sure. Give me some of your best phrases. Oh Let no. Let me try and work them out. I just had Jimmy Mashte, Oli Des, Dozo Yoroshku. Is that something like, my name is Oli? Uh, it's like, uh, nice to meet you, my name's Oli, how do you do? Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm so terrible at remembering. Like, Chato Mate Kudasai. Kudasai means please, doesn't it? No, it's like, give, it's like, give me a little moment, give me, All right. give me, a, little, give me a little time. I think now I'm getting confused. Um, oh, what's what's thank you? Arigato. Arigato gozaimasu. Gozaimasu. Yeah. Or there's gozaimashita, which means like we're we're done. Thank you. We're done. Gozaimashita. The end. Full stop. Yeah. There's a lot of gozaimasu. Gozaimasu. There's like different endings to each word, which means like past, present, future. There's like koriwa, soriwa, oriwa. So it's like something I've got, something you've got, and something that's, like, that's over there. You're making this up now. You could be saying anything. I'm just nodding and smiling. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I just I need to get it in my head because I can like when it's written down, I'm like, yeah, I can translate that. Yeah. But when somebody's talking, I find it a bit difficult. I'm, like, remembering things. I find I, really have you got, like, an app on your phone or something? I mean, I'm assuming yeah. you've got a new phone. I've got, yeah, this, yeah, I've got a new SIM and they sent me a new phone. For, I had to pay, like, 50 quid. Because oh, so, um, that's how I, I kind it. of, I, I found it easier to learn languages by parrot fashion rather than by reading things in classes. Yeah, because I need to learn the text. So I've got a hiragana app. And I have to remember it, the like the sign, which which is like all like syllables for words and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, 
Well, good luck. How long have you got to yeah. get this down? Oh, Japanese, I mean. Uh, well, I think we're going to keep going, keep going. But uh, I do it every week. And I think it's up until August we're going to do it for sure. And then when we come back, I think we're going to carry on. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It's a cool language to know. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Well, you should do it. Everyone should do it. Yeah, but you kind of have to have a reason to do it, I think. I I was crap at languages at school until I had a reason to do it, right? My Spanish, I was about to fail my GCSEs. My dad said, go and do the exchange. And if you come back from the exchange and you still can't do it, then at least you've tried. And that's when it took flight because I'm a copier, clearly. I ended up doing it for for my degree because I learned it like a baby. You know, I went over there completely, completely isolated. It was sink or swim and I managed it. I think you got to pick a culture that you love yeah. or you like got some sort of uh, interest in. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Make it relevant because I think that otherwise yeah. to kids, learning languages is like learning a code oh. that you're never going to use. Yeah, in French, I was just like, I was just so not into French and I feel really bad. I feel, I feel like looking back, I should have like got into something cool about France and <laughs> just found that way instead of like using that lesson to doff you know what it was with me I would like to say I was into the drama and um, (laughs) films but actually the French boys were the only ones that fancied me so I was like okay (laughs) I found a niche in the market (laughs) (laughs) all right Ollie well it's nice to speak to you I'm sorry I kept you waiting so long but it was worth it I think yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good night. 0344 The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.